Hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Denise Hanks and Lawrence. I am a visionary for Women to Women Sisterhood Group here, as well as Women to Women LLC. Earlier, we tried to do a broadcast and we had some difficulties with internet, but I have my guests on again. And I just want to say welcome, Sophia Lee Shu Palmer, to the group as well. And welcome to what you will be sharing with us on today. Sophia, for those who don't know her yet, I'm telling you, you want to get to know her. She's an author and speaker, uh, excellent presenter as well. Um, and she is the author of this book. Lessons from a Place of Pain. It's a quick read. It's only $10 on Amazon. You want to get a copy in this book. Sophia shares an account of God's healing power and restoration after a great loss that her and her husband went through, and you want to read it. Uh, Sophia will also be um, having a program on June 24th, that's next Thursday, next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Jamaican Time. And that is titled Coping with Loss. It's a panel webinar. Uh, Sophia and her husband will pre be presenting their story as well as other individuals. We have a gentleman that will be sharing his story about the loss of his wife and his children all in the same time, three, three one day. Also, another lady will be sharing the loss of her husband while ministering in the house of God um, on that same day as well as other, uh, from a biblical perspective, we will be having um, Bishop Senior will be speaking on that as well. And we will be having a representative speaking from the mental aspect as, of it as well. So it's a great program, great lineup. I'm telling you, you want to be there. That's Thursday, the 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So today I've invited Sophia to speak to us <clears throat> on the topic of pain again, but this time in terms of pain purges and produces purpose. So Sophia, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for being so kind to come back on again and let's give this a shot. So go ahead, Sophia and introduce that, what you're talking about today. And at the end, I'm just going to ask you to have a brief word of prayer for those who may be dealing with pain in any aspect on today, as well as uh, one of our sisters who is under the knife right now since 8.30 and uh, just praying for God's uh, divine healing through the process. So go ahead, Sophia, tell us a little bit more about pain. How does pain purges and produces purpose, really? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Denise. And I want to thank you for this privilege to be used by God in this way. So as you said this morning, I'll be talking about pain. Pain purges and produces purpose. And I know that we've been hearing about pain, you know, quite a lot sometimes. Uh, maybe some persons think about it as being cliched now to hear that purpose doesn't die and, you know, pain brings purpose. But it doesn't matter how many times we talk about it. It is the truth. And the truth just cannot be cliched for me. We just have to speak the truth. And I speak sometimes with great conviction. And I wonder if my listeners think that I, I do not have the empathy, but I do have the empathy because I myself have been through pain. I have been through crying, 
days and nights on end. And I have been confused before, heartbroken, bitter, hopeless, devastated, and empty. But I have come to realize that even in all of that, there is purpose in the pain. Now, I realize that since the dawn of time, man has been plagued by pain. And to date, we have not come up with a way to eradicate pain. Even with science of, you know, painkiller, the science of painkiller, we come up with painkillers and dopamines and, you know, things that will maybe um, numb us. But I don't believe that pain was meant to be killed. Pain was not meant to be killed. The same way pain didn't come to kill us, pain wasn't meant to be killed because it has its purpose. We cannot live our lives without fire because it's going to take a lot of benefits out of our lives. And it's the same way we should not want to live without pain. Not that we're gonna go for it, but when it comes, we need to use it for the purpose it was meant for. Now, when the Lord revealed the analogy of pain being compared to fire to me, I didn't realize the potence of it until I started thinking about it and revelations would come to me. Like, so like fire, we should control pain and let it do what it was created to do in the first place, which is to purge and then to produce purpose. I know the purpose, the purging is not easy, but it is absolutely necessary. And because we're all women here, right? I'm going to take us in the kitchen for a moment. When we buy maybe, you know, chicken, beef, meat, meat of any type, we season that meat, right? And sometimes even after we season that meat, it smells so good. We feel as though we can eat it just like that. And sometimes we are like that meat in our lives. We are nicely seasoned. We get married. We buy our houses. We have cars. We have our jobs. And we feel like, yes. No, it is the time for us to be used by God. It's no time for my purpose. I'm ready. But not until we are placed in the oven like that meat that we have seasoned or placed in the fire, depending on what, what you really want to do with that meat, because you may not want to bake it. You may want to stew it. And sometimes it's a different type of way that God wants to do each of us. It's not all of us who will go in the oven. Some of us will go on, on the top of the stove. Some of us will go in the jerk pan. But whatever it is, we have to experience our own fire so that the impurities that are in our lives can be removed, can be eradicated, and so we can be edible in the presence of God. Most of us, 
before our pain. We are like raw meat, inedible. But God, after seasoning us, he puts us in the flame so we can become digestible in his presence. And so sometimes when we are in the oven, which is the fire, we are, we are being, we are being burnt. Well, not being burned because God has the ability to control the fire the same way when we are in the kitchen and we control the way we are cooking the meal. We don't cause it to burn because God knows the right temperature to put us in. For us to come out the way he wants us to come out. So he's not the God who is going to leave us in the fire for us to burn. He's not the God who is going to wait outside. And when he smells that we are burning. He runs into the kitchen and turn off the fire. And say my God I didn't realize that um, I had this on the, on the stove. That's not God. When we are in the fire, we have to understand that God has his mind on us and he's right there with us and he's not going to turn the flames too high for it to burn us so we can't be edible. He knows when to turn up the flame and he knows when to turn down the flame. You, you have you ever been cooking and when you reach a certain point in the cooking, you just turn down the flame. You, you just allow it to simmer a little bit because guess what? He knows that this is the time when uh, Sophia is about to come out of the fire. So I'm just going to turn down the flame and let the flavor that I want to to build it in her, to just simmer. And then the community starts smell the aroma of this individual that God is, is, is just a baking or cooking for his glory. And that is why I believe he has revealed to me that pain is simply like fire. It can consume because if you leave anything on the fire without tending to it, it will burn. And if you leave a fire in your backyard and, and do not tend to it, it will just consume whatever is in its path. But God has a way of knowing how to give us the method to tend to that flame. Give us the right temperature. Turn it up when it needs to be turned up. Turn it down when it needs to be turned down. And he knows when to turn off the flame. When we are ready to be served. He knows. So can we look at pain differently? Paul said, lest I be exalted above measure, a thorn was given to him, a messenger of Satan. But God told him that his grace is sufficient to keep him. And it is the same way. The grace of God is sufficient to keep us in the flame, in the fire, in the pain. His grace is sufficient to keep us. So while you are feeling that flame, while you are feeling 
the, 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 the fire, while you are feeling the pain, understand that this is the kind of pain that is being tended to by God. And he's not going to cause you to burn. He is going to come at the right time. And he's going to turn that flame down. And he's going to allow you to simmer. And I know that even right now, there may be some persons here who might simply be simmering, but you still feel like you want to give up because you've been in it. The flames, they were high. The fire, it felt as though it was going to consume you. The pain felt as though it was too much for you to bear. But can I tell you that you are coming out? You are coming out. And God is preparing now to allow you to serve for his glory. So do not give up. He's not going to destroy you. Do not give up. You cannot live for his glory if you are raw meat. You cannot live for his glory if you are just seasoned. You have to pass through the fire for the flavor of God to be in you so your aroma can fill not only the house but to fill this world and bring glory to God. And if there is any one person on this live this morning who is going through that painful situation, I am going to pray for you because I believe that God is about to bring you out and you are coming out as an edible meal that is going to bring glory to God way beyond your imagination. You, you, you have not imagined yet what God is about to do in your life. So you hold on. You hold on because he's right there with you in that fire. Let us pray. Eternal God, everlasting Father, my Redeemer, my Savior, the one who formed me in my mother's womb, I give you all the glory. And Father God, this morning I come on behalf of your people, those who are experiencing pain at this time, God. I know you are right there in the fire with them, mighty God. And I know, God, that you are purging all the impurities, mighty God, out of them even now, God. And I know that you are bringing transformation into their lives, God. I know that you are about to do an amazing thing, Lord God, for your glory and for the advancement of your kingdom. So I pray, Father God, that you will embrace your people this morning, oh God, Pour your love into them. Remind them of your goodness and your grace. Father God, let their strength be as their days are, mighty God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will reveal your purpose to them, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, 
that you will cause their eyes to be opened, Lord Jesus, to that new thing that you are about to do, Lord. Give them a glimpse of the glory after the glory. I know that it is a gory season now, Lord, for many. But Father God, I know too that your glory will shine, Father God, to eradicate all the mess, Lord Jesus. So I pray for strength. I pray for hope right now, Lord Jesus. I pray for peace in the midst of the storm. Father God, I pray, Lord God, for our sister who is in surgery right now, Father God. I know that you are right there, mighty God, and you are inspiring those doctors, Father God. And I know in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that she will come out victorious, mighty God, with a testimony to lift up your name as the God who heals. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you will show your healing power one more time, mighty God, in the life of your daughter. I pray, God, that you will bring peace to the family members, that you will bring comfort by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father God. Lord Jesus, you are able. We know that, Lord God, we are confident in you that you are the God who transforms. And so, Lord Jesus, by your blood, Lord, by your blood, heal us. By your blood, God, deliver us and let your name be glorified and your kingdom be advanced. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. While you are... While you were just praying, oh my God, God is something else. God is something else. Okay, my guy, just got a, a message um, from one of the family members. Um, they stopped the leak. So far, they stopped the leak. Uh same surgery that was done in February, but there's a different spot now. But we're trusting God that He's going to take care of that as well. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. This is yes, this is good. This is good. Oh my goodness, Sophia. Thank you so much. You shared so much nuggets there. Pain. Oh my goodness. And the whole process of the fire. I love the analogy. Uh, you always come with such I, I don't know, you just God just like to deposit these things in you. I want you to talk a little bit um, before you go, just share a little bit on the lessons from a place of pain, why you wrote this, the program that's coming up next week, Thursday. Why are you hosting this? Why are you putting this forth and asking others to join with coping with the loss? Tell us a little bit more about that program. Well, my book was birthed from my experience of losing our son to a stillbirth. He was, you know, full term. And of course, it was a devastating situation just to have a healthy pregnancy. And then on the due date to hear that there is no heartbeat. And so because I was so deliberate in getting my healing from God, because I believe that he loved me and I believe that he wouldn't bring me through any pain without giving me a purpose in that pain. I leaned into him and in leaning into him, he allowed me to write that book. 
No, I have been very deliberate since then because through leaning into him, he revealed to me that I have to live deliberately. And right. so I've been deliberate since then in everything that I do. And so the following year after my son died, I just decided that I was going to do something on his, his, the day that he had passed just to, you know, let go. And I started doing things on the anniversary of his death. But that changed last year where I, I, I now moved the, the focus from myself to helping others on the anniversary of his death. So last year I published my book on the anniversary of his death. And this year now, which is the sixth year since he passed, we will be having that virtual session to empower those who maybe going through a similar situation or loss of any nature, mm -hmm. we will be speaking on coping with loss, the healing process. So it's, it's, it's not just focusing on where you have been, but where you are going. So we are moving away from the loss to the healing itself. And as you had said, we will be having various persons on the panel sharing their own story of, yes. you know, loss and healing in different areas. And we will also be looking specifically at the lessons in the book and how those lessons can carry you to your place of healing. And also, I may add, you have uh, one of uh, one of the presenters will be Megan uh, Hilton, and she'll be speaking from a more um, mental uh, aspect in terms of grief and handling grief and navigating and coping with that, the different stages of grief, as well as none other than the bishop, the Dr. Roderick Sr., who will be speaking on the aspect of where is God or where was God or where is God in the process and in that space and place where you are in pain. So this is going to be a uh, phenomenal uh, presentation. I know uh, we have the other two presenters as well. One will be speaking on his loss of his wife as well as his children on the same day. Yeah. And also uh, Tracy Ann Cherry, who will be sharing her story, loss of her husband while ministering in the house of God. And so these are things that we go through. We realize that pain is, it. it, it is not it, it, it doesn't discriminate. <laughs> Pain does not discriminate. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing. It knocks on any door. Sometimes it doesn't knock and push itself in, but it's for a purpose. As you shared today, it's for a purpose. So when we allow pain to purge and God to purge us through, then it then produces that purpose and how to identify the purpose. And so that's what this program is also going to shed some light on. How do you identify your purpose? How do you pivot from pain to purpose? And a lot of us uh, wrestle with that on a daily basis. You know, we go through the process of why me, why me? And we're not able to see the end or to understand why it's there. And earlier, I know we did a broadcast earlier that was kind of like disrupted because of the internet, but you had made the analogy as well as pain with a painkiller and that aspect. And it's so funny because you're right. Sometimes pain come, let's say in our physical body 
and it's basically alarming us. It's it's shouting, it's screaming, it's saying, pay attention to this matter. And we often want to ignore it or we try to numb it as you shared earlier, but the real thing underneath is not dealt with, right? The real purpose of it visiting, the real purpose of you feeling that pain on the right side is not visited yet because you have not visited a doctor to see what the underlining issue is. So that pain becomes that alarm, like two, 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 two. So again, just thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing. I invite you, everyone, please join us on 624. The Zoom ID, it's running across there. I'll read it to you. It's 979-1266-1789. Again, that's 979-1266-1789 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Uh, Jamaica Time, Coping with Loss. And Sophia will be joined by her husband as they share their story and everything lesson from a place of pain. Hope to see you there. Please join us, share. We will put the flyer in and spread the word and just be empowered on that day. All right. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you, Sophia, for the prayer for those who are struggling with pain right now, as well as for our sister that's currently in surgery. Thank you so much. Any closing thoughts? <laughs> that one caught me by surprise, <laughs> but definitely, definitely, we know that um, pain comes in different sizes and forms, but the essence is that it causes disruption and discomfort, but those discomfort and, um, and, and disruption is indeed for us to be transformed to bring glory to God. So I just want to end on that, that there is no need for us to be despondent in that um, situation or in that moment when we are staggering because the initial moment is the hardest part of it, right? Yeah. But it's for us to just, you know, keep crawling until you're able to stand. And every single time you are not alone, you try to get up. I love it. So, love it love God bless it. you, Sister Denise. Thank Listen. you for having me. Absolutely. So once again, you want to jump over to Amazon, Lesson from a Place of Pain. It's only $10. It's only $10. $10. And I'm telling you, you will have whew, wealth of knowledge here. Wealth of knowledge. Wealth of knowledge. It's not just the story saying, okay, I'm writing my story. But it, everything has a nugget in there. It prompts you to do some writing. It prompts you to really research and really go into deep prayer with God and understand your pain and the purpose of it. So grab a copy over on Amazon, Lesson from a Place of Pain, Sophia Lee Shu Palmer, and join us next Thursday at 7 p.m. All right. So see you there. Thank you, Sophia. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, ladies, for listening today.